Yeah, this is it. This is how we start the show, yeah. right? Yeah. You right. guys ready to start the show? Right pills. <laughs> All right. Let's just do it. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, right now. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Hello and welcome. That thing is freaking me out. <laughs> Let's face it that way. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and perversion 140 times. We're recording, recording live, live from, from the Threshold, Threshold Love, Love Lab, Lab in North Hollywood, California, California, in front of our perverted studio. Yes! Hello, I'm Kathy. I'm Uncle Creepy. <laughs> and I am Count Why do all guest hosts Count make a Boogie. big meal out of their knee? Because <laughs> I want me. the prestige, the power. <laughs> you just want to be a moderator on Discord. Shh, shh, save it, save it. <laughs> I must build. About. I have to build to no. that point. He's like, can I get on the show? Because I need some legitimacy <laughs> to be in, Aki, in Aki's Discord. You, you hear that, Akatan? Boogie says yes. He's like, I'm a, I'm a co-host. I matter. <laughs> I mean the chair. I don't know if I said that. I much. got street cred. That's right. I need it. I need that power. Perverted podcast. I, I just never pictured perverted podcast giving anybody street cred. That's true. Just ever and now. Not even well, us. And, uh, yeah, how many? We don't have. How any. many girls do you have from your street cred, Senor Boogie? None. No, well, okay. Would you look uh, at the state okay. of his eyebrows? Uh, does that look like street cred to you? Yes. His eyebrows does. are Half purple. Of one. Candy was a listener. Huh. Candy was a listener before she got here, so she, she. I wouldn't say because I still had to be amazing and charming for her to want to talk to me. Which he didn't. But do. and yeah. it was pretty much just Bunny and Mew that uh, that roped her in. That's pretty much it's, it. Not I, you. Yeah, yeah. It has n- nothing to do to me. So yeah, I haven't okay. quite got the still still working on the groupies. You know, I. I'd but now I have pink yeah. eyebrows, so fuck it, right? They're pink yeah. and purple. Just whatever. One is pink, the other's purple. Gonna be a daddy. Whatever. I don't know why. Bunny dyed her hair in amazing. It's like unicorn pink and purple, and she was all pumped up about it. And she went through hell trying to bleach her hair to get it right, and then they burned Burn. her head, yeah. gave her chemical burns, second degree burns all over her head. So today was the triumphant. Fuck it, my head's healed enough. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to have my colored hair. And there is all this left over. And they're like, so, so, daddy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have some obligations. <laughs> there's Listen, certain asshole. there's a certain amount of things you got to let us put you through. And mm-hmm. so uh, first it was the nail polish. Yeah. So and- I sat down and I'm like, OK, it's I know because I used to dye my hair when I actually had hair. And uh, and so I'm like, I know it's not going to stay in the beard. And then Muse like. Can I do your eyebrows? And I'm like, yeah, it might might stay in the eyebrows <laughs> a little. <laughs> and literally, Bunny used about as much goop on my face and eyebrows as she used Neosporin on my thumb injury. Like literally, she just. Uh, <laughs> let's yeah. not forget your chest hair. Yeah, uh, yeah. Can you see that? Oh, Look at that, everybody. Yeah, 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 usually when you go to a salon, yeah, Ann Ann's shit in her pants right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, literally. I'm like, oh, maybe she'll just comb it in, and literally she just takes a handful of it and goes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, that's that's definitely on. You remind me that's of like a, a negative picture of Ronald McDonald. I, I, I am. Yeah. I'm an inverted Ronald McDonald <laughs> picture in Photoshop. <laughs> 
Well, you know, surviving from my uh, my need for daddy aftercare from last <laughs> week. As some of you remember, last week, uh, the Great Humiliation Show. Where, you were uh, very gung-ho to do that, and suddenly mm-hmm. something happened we, when the show was over. We, uh, well... You went into a spiral. I, I did. Uh, it's been a rough week. But uh, we did the show anyway. I put a warning on it because I had... For those of you that haven't listened to show 139, we did a humiliation show. Bunny and I talked about, you know, all these horrible things to do and say to her because she really enjoys it. Uh, Bunny did a fantastic job, uh, uh, you know, talking on the show about what she likes about humiliation, about that she still um, has a lot of respect for herself and that it comes from a, a place of of wanting to experience that, you know, because she's usually so confident. So I thought we did a really good job of prepping and then it was time to start the humiliation and I kind of go for it. You know, I like take the character and I go for it. And I, I just maybe didn't prepare myself for the shit that was going to come out of my mouth saying to her. And some of the stuff that I said was really rude was really talked about her not shaving her pussy and your disappointment and and so it kind of upped the game and on the way out um she was like uh that's the the harshest you've ever <laughs> talked to me and instantly like all of my christian guilt just came back cuz she did add it was also really hot and but later But you only she, heard the first part. She came and so I heard it logically but you cannot, you can't get rid of voices. You have to allow those voices to be there. So, so it was really kind of crazy. And I need the next day. I needed uh, a lot. buddy. Get over the the, the microphone, which um, is unplugged. Yeah, you're gonna have to take Kathy's mic or something. Okay. Just lean. Down. Get on your hands and knees. Okay. Look, that's a good girl. Um, notice I'm being a little nicer. Um, so uh, <laughs> I I talked because I'm like, look. Uh, I know, and I feel embarrassed because, like, I know Bunny and Mew think things are totally hot, and they just masturbate about it. Oh my god, it was so filthy and whatever. And I'm like there in a corner, sucking my thumb as Uber Dom, you know, having existential crises about who I am and what my identity is, and is this going to progress? And as I become a scared, lonely old man, and I become invalid, you know, am I going to start getting meaner? Is this going to escalate? Am I going to become a fucking rapist, child molester? All of these fucking things, and I have to start thinking because if you don't look at these things. As shitty and horrible and awkward as all of these conversations were this week, I kind of feel that if I didn't have those conversations with myself, there might be problems. Totally agree. There might be some problems. So I talked to Bunny, and I'm like, you know, I know this is awkward, but Daddy actually needs aftercare after this, right? <laughs> which not, I felt very embarrassed and humiliated that's about. That's not a bad thing. And, and uh, do you remember what you said to me? Yes, I do remember what I said. Right into the microphone. Okay. So first, um, I said, well, afterwards, I had the best dream where Professor Snape was there and a whole bunch of people <laughs> I knew, and they planned a party to humiliate me on a cruise ship. And it was great, and it was really hot, and all the things that you said to me were there in my dream, and I woke up really horny from that. Um, and then, I so, I, so just, uh, just so you know, I really enjoyed it. And then secondly... It was my first day back at school for the semester, for my, um, for winter semester, spring semester. 
And before we did the humiliation scene on the show, we had spent a lot of time just having like one-on-one time and talking and you were giving me some affirmations about you're going to do awesome. You know, you've seen the work that you've done these, these past semesters. You've gotten your grades up. It's been amazing. So I was going into school that morning and in my head, all that was playing were the words that you had said previously where you got it. You have a support system. You're awesome. You have this. You can see all the work you've done. You're going to be so good. And not I didn't hear anything of what you said during the show of like, oh, I think you said something about like you're dumber than a sack of bricks like during the <laughs> humiliation scene. But but that's not what I heard. That didn't even cross my mind because I know that that's not something you believe. The things that I know to be true about myself and that you work to instill in me are the things we had talked about before and that's what sticks in my head and it's never the humiliation stuff that's just something that we play with for really dirty fun but that's never what sticks with me and then I was also saying I was really happy that you do think about these things and that you are careful um, with what you do and what headspace you're in when you do them because that's what makes it safe and that's why I trust you to do these things. So far up. Thank you. That was actually probably one of the nicer things anyone's ever said to me uh in a relationship and and that's uh thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. <laughs> and it and it did uh it was very wise. <laughs> I was like, check her out. <laughs> check I got lost at the Harry Potter. Check, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then yeah, then she's like, and by the way, uh, you know, if you are okay with doing this again, so I made her, you know, Bunny or uh, Mew and I made her eat out of a dog dish last night, and uh, oh, is that what that dog dish? Is? Yeah, <laughs> made her eat on the floor, and then wow. she got all horny, and and it's so it's it it is that balance, and I think um, as long as I stay in check, and as long as we do communicate, and I you can't I can't argue the fact that I need validation that. I'm doing okay. I'm not harming you because my whole life I I wanted to be, you know, like the good guy, you know, and, and except in my childhood where I tried to prove that I was, you know, the bad guy. And, but with women, I, I always had this and it, it was a long process um, of getting through that and allowing adults to be adults. And there was a lot of bad stuff, but in general, you know, sometimes when you say really harsh things, even though it's play and it's negotiated and everyone says things, you still have to look at who you are. Why do I enjoy this or do I enjoy this or what is this going to escalate in me? And because th- I'm a drug addict, everything's an escalation. So how am I going to handle myself? You know, are, and we talked a lot about that. It's not necessary that you keep looking for darker and darker and deeper things. Sometimes you can just go lateral, you know, and you can stay at that level of intensity but use different things. It's not like everything has to be an escalation to eventually I have to be cutting off my girlfriend's hands and feet so they can get off, you know. Because that's in, in, you don't understand what I'm saying? Kathy? I totally do know. And we, I, you know, you and I talked about it too. And the, the mere fact that you're asking yourself these questions uh, speaks to a, a, a high degree of, of health. Healthy, well, healthy mentality on your part. It, it it gives you the potential of health because it really does. Because there, I'm still going through it. I've but had there's instances. Hel- there's know, health. There's a health in the in, in it the may, questioning. Okay, it's a health in the questioning, yeah. but it doesn't alleviate you from the responsibility of making decisions if you have to. If there comes a point 
to where who I am is so challenged or my identity or I feel that I'm doing things in anger or I'm being aggressive in ways that aren't sexy or if there are things that are harming me or I feel that I'm progressing to a way that's going to harm my partners, then I have to I have to say this isn't for me. And I have to do that with the age play. I have to do that with a lot of things. I have to be responsible and say, just because you've admitted that, hey, there could be some problems here. Well, guess what? There could be some problems here. And how are you going to deal with that? How are you going to look at yourself? And are you willing to step back if you have to, even though you may not look like the Uber Dom, even though you may not look tough or cool or badass or super sadistic? What if I just... I actually need to not do certain things because I'm not emotionally mature enough to handle them or handle the outcomes of right. that. So, so it was, it was heavy and, and, and I'm just, I just, I wanted to talk about that cause I know a lot of people were like, fuck dude. <laughs> but nobody <laughs> was, came to you and said that. Yeah. Right. Some people heard it. <laughs> oh, well, people the, ne- heard, the next morning dude. I'm driving into work and I'm listening to the, the thing. And the first thing I hear is, your disclaimer, and I'm like, oh, fuck, he's going to start spiraling. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't spiral. I, I, I was proactive, but uh, it, it was something that I'm like, as much as you want to prepare for an episode like that, you know, and, and for some people, they may think, ah, oh, that was real elementary. Some people may have been like, what the fuck, you know, if they're new to us, if we have new listeners, stuff like that. I don't normally give warnings. You know, I think I have maybe one other show, but uh, I needed that warning for me because I was challenged on how I looked at myself as a person and whether (laughs) that's insecurity or whatever it is. That's that's what it is. And we're going to talk about that in one of the topics. You have to do you. You have to do what your level is. Well, it's like Laz's button says we fuck up so you don't have to. Yeah. Shit. I don't know if it was a fuck up, but yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it was when shit goes bad, nobody <laughs> ever talks about that. Uh, there aren't too many classes where you hear it, and you're certainly not going to read it anywhere. So, to hear an actual person going through that kind of shit, I I'm going to that is invaluable, Boogie, to somebody who's on the other end listening to this podcast. Uh, maybe has gone through this or is in the middle of it. Or is just listening to it and then years later going to remember it when... It's okay to be you. It's okay to have feelings and kind of hope you do. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't, you know, you you might be be, uh, set up for some problems. I want to hear about the uh, Discord on Discord. Yeah, what is the... the Unger! It's not Unger! It's, uh, It's creepy! It, no, uh, so Discord is our new, our new, uh, chat unaf- the the other chat, the other the chat, the other, the, the other fine, on. The, that are, the that other are fine strange chat. but lovable uh, listeners have, uh, and apparently there's a little bit of Discord on the Discord. What All did you I'm do, saying, creepy? Here's what happens. Okay, there's a level of prestige that you can have. You can be a moderator. You can get a certain level of of pluses and minuses. And Akatan, in all of her <laughs> might, will not recognize me <laughs> as someone who deserves a moderator. I don't want to do the work. I just want <laughs> the moderator status. 
<laughs> and I'll suck. help. I'll help. I'll do everything nice. I'll moderate. I'll do. I'll do the kindness. But I want that. I want that. You just want that title, man. And you know what? Just your titles are. But your name, you yeah. And your name goes from blue to purple. Oh, purple! <laughs> I understand. And, you know, now. laugh all you want, Boogie, but you don't understand. <laughs> I understand. Like when purple, you're talking man. and someone's just like, I got oh, smeared purple all over my you're fucking face right now. Talking to a guy right with now. purple eyebrows. I, I want. <laughs> I want the the digital. Purple chest hair. Oh my god! I want that. Akatan, yeah. if you're listening, you just hold your ground, girl. No. Do what you want to do. Kathy, what? Yes, Kathy. <laughs> and, and speaking to Kathy's like, Aki, can I be purple too? <laughs> oh my god! And you know, Aki Son will make Ann Ann immediately. Immediately. Just it's gonna be one and not the other. Whatever. See now she knows you want. You know what? Isn't sitting in the guest host chair? Are you shitty? What do you want? Anne Anne is totally just shitting dance, shitty dancing, right? <laughs> like, nay, 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 nay. It's fine. It's cool. Oh Creepy shall have his way. <laughs> Some way or another. Fuck. What? Oh, my God. Hmm. What else do we got? For, well, we need to talk to Professor Unger. Profe- <laughs> Hang on, wait. <laughs> I am Unger. I make smash. I make smash. I will eat your ghosts. <laughs> what? Goats? <laughs> I will eat blood clots. <laughs> no, that he does. <laughs> Hello, goat eater. Hello, cookie. Oh, oh, not- my fucking ears. Ow. I don't yes, like her anymore. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so thank you for the distortion. And take two. Ready? And, <laughs> and action. Hi, Unger. Hello, Boogie. Oh, wow, he really <laughs> t- my ears held it in. <laughs> Doesn't work as well, but I'll go with it. Just lean back and scream. <laughs> lean back and scream. No. Okay. Hey, Unger. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Hello, Bucky. Ah, see, now that's perfect. All right. That's All right. That was very uh, Tell like us, Professor, man. What, professor. Are you, what are you up to in the next uh, few weeks? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> we have crashed. I was expecting this, so I kind of I forgot. Error. Unger not found. We talked about this at yeah, the PP I know, meeting. I know, I know. Um, so I, I, I'm doing a lot of teaching over the next couple of weeks or teaching-ish type things. This coming Saturday, I'm doing a super secret taster booth at a club down by LAX. Um, while they have the normal type of tasters at this club, Club Anarchy, um, with vlogging and and uh, wax and stuff like that, uh, I'm doing cell popping. Oh, cool. Cell popping. That's where you basically like mini branding. It's micro branding. It's micro branding. So you have a little heated tip and then you poke it. Yep. And uh, that can scar, right? This can. Yeah. Yep. A lot of people say it can't, but they it can. Do. Yeah. And I will always argue that point. Yes. Because I like to be... There's a chance it won't scar, yeah. but there's a chance it will. There's also a chance that it'll be a very tiny scar. Yeah. I mean, because it's, it's, so it's like little things and people put little yeah. patterns like a Hello Kitty yeah. or you know a moon or whatever the hell Smiley they do. Smiley face, heart. Yeah. And then they just poke around it and they uh, make it. It's actually really cool. Yeah. If you can see. If. Yeah. I tried it... Uh, I tried. I tried taking a class, and uh, yeah. and apparently that little fucking poker is real small. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, and I can't see it, so uh, it's a little dangerous. <laughs> dangerous. Yeah. I, I taught branding on a larger scale right. a number of times, so it's just it fits my little wheelhouse here. That's awesome. Cool. So, and then next week we have MKV, and I'm teaching cigar play. Ooh. Really? Are you going to do branding. human ashtray? Huh? Do you do human ashtray? I do. Really? Is that next week? 
Yeah. That's next weekend. Not this weekend. Oh, oh but next weekend. weekend. Okay, good. The 17th. Next following, yeah. My Kinky Valentine. February 17th is at Threshold God is MKV. It. My Kinky Valentine. Lots of small classes. Lots of small classes. Lots of taster booths. There will not be a, a any permanent scarring taster booths. That's good. <laughs> um, let's, the permanent scarring taster booth. But if you come to my cigar class, I am bringing a limited number of free cigars. Really? Wow. God damn it. I'm going to be in Seattle. I so think I had my last cigar I smoked was with Unger. Yes, it was. And uh, and uh, it was at someone's memorial. I don't know. Fauna. Was it Fauna's? Oh. Yeah. Was it Fauna or Phil? No, Fauna. I think it, it was Fauna. Mm. I think you turned them down at Phil's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Fauna had just started getting into cigars. That's right. So maybe I, uh, I smoked, was my fault. smoked the last mm-hmm. cigar and, and then I said... Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> that just tasted. I used to mm-hmm. smoke smoke them with my dad, and you know, every once in a great while, and I'm just like, you know, I yeah. just, it's just not my my jam. But cool. I'm going to start off with cigar service, and then kind of scroll back into general cigar type stuff for yeah. people who have never smoked cigars, want to try it out, come on out. You can have a cigar and smoke it with us. So, and we're going to eventually on the show do a Unger uh, cigar topic, right? Sure. We have never. I just realized we've probably. Have we ever talked about cigars? No. no. Other than because Unger does a lot of it. I, I do. He gets it. I Very do. phallic. Yeah, he does. He gets it. He does. Ashes it on Sometimes the tongue. Sometimes a cigar oh. is just a cigar. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've done <laughs> cigar service both sides of that. Cigar play both sides. And I I, I, I learn a lot about cigars and the stuff out yeah, there. Very so good. Yeah. yeah. Shit. So I, we just need to talk before we get out of here about Joe. Remember. Remember Joe? Remember yes. I, I I said some stuff that I probably shouldn't have said. Right. Which prompted him to be very, very generous and make me feel very, very guilty. <laughs> Last week. <laughs> I love guilt. <laughs> Last week you're like flaunted in my face the stuff that he gave you, all There's that some gorgeous little stuff. Yes. And I made a joke that, hey, you know, Unger and I are here part of the right. podcast too. How come we don't rate? I'm here and sometimes too. Yeah, nobody's talking about oh. you, Mr. <laughs> you can't even be a moderator oh. on the unofficial <laughs> chat you get no purple (laughs) 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 and so joe uh emails us back and says uh kathy for the for you i've got this and for unger i've got that and i felt like crap joe i'm so sorry that's not what i meant i was just talking it is what she meant joe Joe, thank you so much for your generosity but and uh, and you He's know just she's really just nice rolling guy. on the ground, going, "Oh my God, Joe's going to make me." This I did not throw a it's tantrum. It's going to be so awesome. No, be so awesome. That's Joe. You don't you don't believe him. You believe. Hey, him. you know what? The great thing about Joe is what Joe's an adult. And it and if like Joe because if, if it's anything like you and if Joe no he's, he's a better adult <laughs> than me I think he even has a real job um, wow yeah it's true Joe's Joe's passed me a few a few times um, but if Joe enjoys making leather goods and seeing you enjoy it then he can he can do that right yeah I'll put it in put her on it in it on. What think, are you I, saying? I think that's cool. All right. Well, thank you, Joe. You're just a very sweet man. That's good. Gotta get your kink right. All types on Fat Life. Finger in the pee hole for some. It's a big delight. For your peace of mind, please know that the author of every post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. And this week we're talking about Naughty Redhead's post called We Are Open, But I'm Allowed to Be Jealous. In which he says, the first time he seemed with someone else, I was a cranky biatch for about a week. But I was fine after that. The second time, meh. 
After reading some writings about getting to know your partner's partners, I realized, of course I'm jealous because these women are spending time with a man I love and I don't know their personalities or if they try to push boundaries or if they are the sweetest folks on earth. It's easy to dislike someone you don't know. Instead of giving my partner and his partners a chance to reassure me, I let dislike and annoyance hinder my mood. So this coming year, I make it a goal to have new boundaries set and more transparency in our relationship to be level-headed and treat him with the utmost respect because that is what he deserves. Wow. But I'm still going to be a little jealous. (sighs) Right. Right in the feels, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, there's an Ann-Ann boob just hanging out. Oh, shit. That was was good. Ann-Ann, you got to pick your moments, girl. No, no. That was a good moment. What? That was a good moment. That was for me? Do you want to... Thank you. Do you want to uh, do that again? Just take your shirt Just off. Do, I mean, yeah, why, oh why even bother God. with it? Oh, thank you. Why, why are you having the gold, the gold Niffler. pill, the no. pill, pill thing? Because right here? you got your hand right there. I can't help it. He wants it's, to run up your hand. So why mm. this hits you kind of uh, right in the nuts? Huh? Yeah, I uh, have some jealous partners. Ooh, and do tell. Uh, they make me aware of it, and it makes it very difficult to to. Seek partners sometimes. It's, yeah, it's Well, my question is, do they deal with that jealousy or do they simply tell you, here's my jealousy, do something with it, fix it, make it better? I think we're in the process of that. Uh Um, It's a little complicated. So I think that uh, when they hand me those jealous feelings, the first reaction I have is, we'll get over it. Yeah. I, I totally get you. Yeah, I can't. That's the feeling. I can't do anything. It's a feeling it. to their feeling. Yeah, and I can't. You you probably shouldn't say that, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, you don't say. <laughs> it's okay to feel that. Yeah. You just oh, want to validate it. your feelings. Yeah. I well, don't see I, it conducive to, over time, I have to not having saying, a frying yeah, pan yeah. Uh, across the face. <laughs> oh, frying pan. Oh, I long for the days of the frying pan. Uh, it just it feels to me like... Sometimes it's just not fucking worth it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think jealousy is always going to be there. And the the best way, I think, to handle it is just to talk through it and to explain to them what exactly you're doing and why. Not necessarily the details of everything you're doing, but just exactly what maybe this person gives you, I think, helps. Um my partners have a little problem sometimes with feeling like enough. I think right. That happens a lot. So I personally just, you know, reassure them as best as I can and and carry on. Right. Mm. I got, I got. Uh, <laughs> what? You I got even, what? I will even read uh, a line from, from, I wrote a bunch, you know, obviously we write a bunch of notes and I never, never read them. But I just wanted to make sure that I said this, how I felt it. So mm. I wrote it. You cannot shame jealousy. You cannot muscle jealousy. You have to accept that it is there and it will not be ignored. And your jealousy is your jealousy. It is not my jealousy. And because I've dealt with my own insecurities and jealousies and territorial pissings and things like that. And then you try to shame it and you try to muscle it and you try to be like, oh, well, other people have compersion. Why can't I? And all of these different things. And at some point, you just have to own it. 
You have to say this is here no matter what. Are there reasons for it? Like, I don't feel validated. I'm going to be abandoned. Do Everyone has their own different thing that their jealousy works a certain way. But jealousy is just a response. It is a response to things that are inside of you. And maybe some people have a physiological propensity towards jealousy. But in general, it's really a nurture thing. It's really something where how you view yourself has an effect on your jealousy, how you view your partners, your level of trust and intimacy with your partner. I mean, there's a million things that can lead to it. But ultimately, I think we need to stop uh, trying to categorize all jealousy as one thing because everyone has their own jealousy. It's their own little fucking animal of chemicals that creates what it is. And when I started just accepting that there were certain things that I don't do well and certain levels of work that I have to do to get to this level in my relationships, I was always miserable. And then I started just owning, these are the things that I can handle right now. These are the things that I'm willing to work on right now. And these are the things that I'm just going to be honest and say, you know what? I'm not going to work on that. I'm not interested in working on that right now. Right. And a lot of what I had to do was um, like one of the things that I think, because I do a lot of, you know, put myself in my partner's shoes and, and, you know, if I do this, I try to, you know, how do they feel and that type of stuff. And so a lot of what I enjoy in our relationship and what I try to work is that what we do with other partners is all inclusive. Like I really, I really stay away from relationships with other people that aren't really interested in you or bunny um, or we aren't all friends at least and whatever, you know, cause maybe they're not into girls or, and ultimately we have to find what works for us and and creepy has to find yeah what what works with him and then ultimately if it doesn't work then you have to figure out you know Yeah, I think I think what's happening is is that uh my previous relationships this came up a lot. So I think uh I have been seeking inward and are looking inward towards what I have been doing with jealousy to see if there's anything that I'm doing uh, to bring about these feelings. Um, and I'm trying to, you know, f- work on time management and other, you know, shit like that to, to see if it's me that's, that's generating this yeah, what's, jealousy. Yeah, what's your part in it? Yeah. yeah, so I think, I think you know, like you said, uh, trying to figure out why they're coming at you with those jealousy feelings I think is very, uh, uh, very important, at least with handling that, that side of it. So, you know. I, I probably I'm going to say something that's probably very unpopular, but this is my take on it. Anytime that I've heard people say I'm jealous, and I actually let me just interrupt myself here and say <laughs> I totally agree with you. Hang on, Kathy. Let Kathy speak. <laughs> it is, you can't shame it. You can't bully it. You can't. It's there. Just accept that it's there. There is absolutely nothing wrong with it. But a lot of times, the overwhelming majority of times I talk to anybody and they say they're jealous, they start with. I feel invalidated, I feel Mm. inferior, I feel as if I don't matter. All those things start with I. They're all yours. And my next question is always, okay, you feel invalidated, but is he making you feel invalidated? Because the two are not the same. Sure. So 
is he actually actively doing anything to make you feel invalidated? Is he doing anything that makes you feel less than? No, he's just going out with somebody else, something that you both have agreed on. Well, then, I'm sorry, but that's all you. That's all coming from a place of insecurity. And that's your work to do, not someone else's. Now, a good partner will talk to you about it, will say, tell me what your triggers are so at least avoid that. Do you not want to hear when she's texting me? Do you not? Do you want me to tell you what happened or does it hurt you more to um, hear how our date went? Yeah. What, I will do what it takes to help you, but I'm not going to fix your jealousy no, when there's yeah, nothing can't. that I did to you make can't. it come about. You can't fix someone else's jealousy. No, and yeah. I can, Frank, it, as far as I'm concerned, I consider my jealousy a mental disorder. It is not something mm. that it makes any sense. Yeah, it, usually, it doesn't come from anything... You know, based on self-actualization or yeah. self-love or, you know, the, no. it is. It is if based it were on... To, if in asking myself any of those questions, I would actually, I, I could come up with anything that uh, in any way pointed towards something that my partner was doing, I mm. would bring it up. I would yeah. say, you're, you're being an asshole. You're being rude. You're making me feel this way because the way you spoke to me was inconsiderate. If I can't come to you and make statements like that, then the jealousy is all on my part, and I need to do some work on myself. Yeah. Shit. I am. Damn. Yeah. I Funny know that's, that. just that's cured, harsh, but just I... Just cured you know. jealousy. I have a big... <laughs> and, and, yes. Everything. Get uh, Kathy's microphone. Give it oh, <laughs> right into Thanks, it. Thanks, Kathy. Um, I mean, I think it's kind of a sideline, but the biggest thing about jealousy is you can't turn it into, um, like, aggression, because that'll just always turn around back on you. That'll sure. make you look like the bad person. Yeah. That'll make the person that, you know, you have the jealous um, jealousy, like issues with um it'll just it'll just kind of spiral back onto yourself and explode even more yeah and don't keep it in either if you if you can help it yeah you, yeah you don't s- keep it in but your partner isn't necessarily like i have i have seen people this infuriates me where they will put it back on you and say okay i feel jealous here it is what are you going to do about it when 90 percent of it is something that you need to deal with <laughs> But instead, you're going to put it on someone else and say, fix this, or this is how I feel, and there's nothing I can do about it. You're right. There is nothing you can do about yeah. it. But there is stuff that you have to do about it. I'm doing way too much humiliation because say that, say that to me again. What? what I'll just, just my, this is the first thought that came into my head. Go ask me, what are you going to, you know. What are you going to do about it? Go fuck your friends. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hang out with Bunny anymore. What the fuck? I can't. I'm just now programmed <laughs> to say shitty things. Oh, that's evil. Because she likes cook queening. Wow. <laughs> you know what? You and Creepy share that. You can both come back with the really... Fucked up things. A- acid yeah. quips. I don't know that. well, that's necessarily it's a good funny quality. because, you know, Boogie felt sorry about for the stuff he did to, to Bunny and I would have been like I, would, I felt scared I, I don't know if I was I didn't feel sorry because oh, I didn't do anything wrong I misunderstood but I felt uh, I just felt that I was pushing her was I going into mm-hmm. a darker place that I don't have control over yeah you know because yeah. you have the double thing you have the the white knight kind of thing that that unfortunately your upbringing and your and uh, with with your catholic uh, you know background and on top of that as you said your uh, addictive behavior where it it can spiral if you continue in the wrong direction down a path yeah so it's very um very amazing to me that you know both those things and know to keep an eye out for it 
Um, yeah, it's not always pretty. Yeah, ask yeah. Mew. Mew. Mew got to deal with all sorts of... <laughs> yeah, I remember... Didn't you say a... <laughs> That's why she's at my feet right now. She's like, Daddy, can I just Is that why she's under the table? ...and not have to listen to you talk? Mm. <laughs> just... Yeah, I, I remember your story saying about how you went too far with Mew once. Right. And you, well, you kicked her in the ass or something? And you felt... You were just like, so what? I just... I went that far. And I think that the growth from then to now... Is, uh, no, I no, I felt bad about kicking her in the ass. It was in the moment I didn't care. Oh, yeah, okay. It was that was what the so problem hard, was, yeah. and, it, and it wasn't a hard kick. It was just I knew that was her hard limit, yeah. and I kicked her, and she looked at me, and she said, "You kicked me," and I said, "Fucking use your fucking safe word or whatever." <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> man, yeah. Yeah. that was the moment where I'm like, and I'm and red, and I'm an I, asshole. I just that's called, right. It was from I, the read it, your own scene. Yeah, I yep. read my uh, read my it, own yep. scene. I have now been, I remember that I shit now made a mistake yeah, hmm. yeah. thanks it. for bringing that up because the no, first I mean, sure, yeah. the first uh boogie's a dick fucking half of the show wasn't enough let's just keep that let's just keep those good memories Boogie? going all your problems do not compare to my fucking name not being purple in discord <laughs> oh my Son god of a bitch. you know i am you, need, uh, you need to get some perspective here Jesus man christ All right. Well, these are actually three very small uh, little emails that we get. You know, we get a bunch of tiny little things every once tiny in a while. Emails. These are, and these are kind of cute. Unfortunately, no one's calling the fucking phone number we gave out. What? what? Yeah. Laz called and sang some weird rape <laughs> song or something. <laughs> I didn't even like it. Wasn't even coherent. It didn't even have perverted podcast or anything to do. It was just like, and the guy put the girl in a van, and you know, I didn't know what the fuck it was. That was it. I'm like, we gave the number out. 80 times. Do we even have it written down? Is it not written on the wall we're, or something? We're that not professional. Oh, my God. Unger, can you please look up the number again? <laughs> so, like, nobody called. Huh? 424-226-2037. Once again, that's 442. Once again, that's 424-226-2037. Now say, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. So we got some little emails. Yes, the first one is from Matthew who says, Hi, I'm a relatively new fan of the show, but I really like listening to you guys. In episode 123, I heard Kathy say she loved getting responses from people halfway around the world, so I checked. I'm in Australia, which is as far away from LA as physically possible. That's, I think pretty yeah. much. That's so I am on the entire opposite side of the world. Hello, keep up the good work. That's very nice. Welcome, uh, Princess welcome, welcome. Ducky. Actually, it's good day. Oh Jesus, day. kill yourself, Christ! Good day. Oh my God, you had to jump on his fucking shit. I have to put him down, man. He's getting a little too hoity-toity. I'm sorry. What under? Oh, put you're reading something from Princess Ducky. Yes. Cool. I'll let her know. She said, "Oh, she's in there." She says, yeah. "Kathy, as of Sunday after Thanksgiving, I am officially peepee zam. Love a you guys." Zam. Oh my God. She's a zombie apocalypse master. She says, love you guys, love the show, love the chat, love the Unger and Mew and Michelle and Ann Ann and Hollywood Daddy and Bunny and everyone else and Mother you. Fuck. Fuck Boogie. <laughs> PP is amazing. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like my love. And finally, Snoopy Snope says, Hi, lovely perverted people. I just want to give you kudos for continuing with your awesome podcast. I'm loving it as always. I love the sections you do about poly and mental health. You always provide excellent advice and approach topics in a sensitive manner. Please keep up the good work. Much love from Australia. Sensitive. There's a whole lot of love from Australia. Australia. We, uh, we own the planet now. We've <laughs> spread ourselves as far as Ew, we can go. I'm not spreading mm, myself. Just spread like some Vegemite. <laughs> See ya! Now that's... Ew. Have you ever had Vegemite? No. I'm not gonna. It's Vegemite, okay. it's kind of... It's, it's, it's a weird... It's not vegetable. It's a, no. weird, it's a weird thing. I had a friend who was Australian. I swear to God, she had... Like nineteen different jars, all size of Vegemites. Like it's for some people, it's a thing, and it had really cute cartoon commercials in the like you know seventies uh-huh, and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's an acquired. T- mm. I, it's kind of mm. salty. Yeah. It's like a goop. It's like salty goop. Oh, it's like yum. salty jelly, kind of. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a thing. It's a thing. I have never put Vegemite in water. Mm-hmm. It maybe our Australian uh, uh, Vegemite eaters could let us know if it fizzes in water, which I would love a video. Uh, send me a video. If they're not going to leave messages fizzing, on the phone, they're not going to send fizzing you a video. Veg- they're going to send messages yeah, the Australians on the will, at least. <laughs> well, it took us two and a half years to get that number. You people should call and leave. <laughs> Somebody said, was it Bunny? Who said maybe people just don't want their voice or they feel, you know. Use one of those voice candy. modulators. It was, no, it was, it was Mew. Oh, okay. Shit. Yeah, Mew had a good point. Maybe people actually are. <laughs> what was that hand that just came up? She just slapped me right in my dick. <laughs> <laughs> that was my idea. <laughs> I'm the logical one in this fucking family. Yes, you are, Pumpkin. <laughs> you forget she's down there. <laughs> she's down there. Oh, she oh, lets me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she lets me know when it's time for her cred. She just lets that me. That was me. Bam. <laughs> Bam. Oh, that's my dick. Uh-huh. If you're gonna nope. Vaginas and bananas, things we find interesting. This is the random topic we are gonna talk about now. Woo-hoo! Woo! Well, let's just keep the... Let's just the keep the love train going. <laughs> Let's just keep the love train this going. This was your topic, I blame you Jesus entirely. Jesus fucking Christ. This is actually a good thing to This is to a good thing. Okay. Um I have to snap. <laughs> to the be. snap at the girls Why don't are you get a side chatting. Get Why does this always happen when Ann Ann comes to the Ann-Ann, show? Ann cuz Ann Ann just decides I'm just going to start having conversations <laughs> with people. <laughs> Just, oh Jesus Christ! Hey, Mew's coming out from underneath Mew, the table. Yeah, she's cute. Go, go. I just Bite well, what's great something. is is her tampon string is like eight feet long, and so it looks like a little tail. What? By the way, is okay. Go with me on this. No, is Blood Mouse a great name for like a feminist band? <laughs> See, and and gets it. Because Man when you, Man. I pull out a lot of tampons now, Kathy. You Why? Know, just, uh, well, what is girls, that your job now? It, it's one of the jobs. Girls come over and they're like, "Oh, I have a tampon," and we you have to show them that we don't give a fuck. So you're like, "Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Who gives a shit. That's Throw true. it in the trash." Yeah. And I'm like, "Hey, blood mouse," and because that's what it's yeah. a little tail. It's a blood mouse. So no, blood mouse would be a cool name for a feminist band. No, no, no. Nobody who's listening had better like, name their band that. Like Pussy Riot. No. No. Nope. That's a good band. That's a good band. Nope. I'm not in jail. What else? Oh, you you just, just trying to distract that's you? Just <laughs> trying ahead. to distract from the. Okay, look. Uh, uh, 
I worked with kids for a lot of years. Um, I don't have children of my own because I'm smart and I got a vasectomy uh, and I hate kids. Um, <laughs> did I say that out loud? But in, but in general, uh, you know, the whole Olympic sex scandal thing, um, it was, uh, it was for somebody who I completely avoid kids in every scenario of my life. Um, but I remember there was a time where I really believed in, you know, child psychology and how to encourage, uh, you know, kids to not be treated as things and, uh, you know, to empower them so they wouldn't grow up to be pieces of shit like me. Because, you know, obviously my structure as a kid was was very tumultuous and abusive. Um, and so... I had kind of detached from a lot of that and you hear all the stories of, you know, kids being hurt and shit like that. And you just kind of default to, can we just kill this piece of shit? Can we just kill this piece of shit? But this Olympic, the Olympic scandal, uh, that was just so like over 150 victims, uh, just this piece of shit. Um, can I say his name? Yeah. Say his fucking Larry Nassar. Yeah. That, that guy. Um, and, uh, all of a sudden you just you start realizing and it brought me back because when i was a christian i did a lot of like crisis counseling and i dealt with a lot of uh, adolescents who had been abused as kids and so i got to hear a lot of really horrible stories and a lot of the stories that i heard um which at the time i was real young and was completely shocked at how many of the families when the kid finally does come forward the the family blames the kid right. because it makes them look bad. It makes the family look bad. You've brought trouble to our family. And culturally in other countries, I mean, this is just you don't say anything because you don't want to, you know, tarnish the name of your family or bring mm. dishonor, especially if it's a family member that's the fucking abuser or whatever. And and I remember just how how just baffled I was because I didn't understand how shitty humanity is. Yeah. And and so when I went through all this, um, you know, you started seeing this case and how this evolved and just how many how many just the sheer magnitude of how many cases there were of these kids were going to learn how to be athletes. And this predator was there and was able for so long. That doesn't fucking happen without people helping that to happen bingo adults that to, adults People who should know better adults to camp that doesn't happen you know you don't get that many cases where kids some kids didn't go to their parents and say hey i think this is weird or whatever and the parent and some parents are like hey don't rock the boat you know this is your olympic dream or whatever and i'm sure some parents did things and i'm not you know i wasn't in these 150 families, but I know just statistically that no one can do this many assaults on this many people and that some adult didn't fucking hear something. And I really wanted to just make my, you know, the host topic be about encouraging parents to have that awkward conversation with your kids and that awkward conversation with yourself to explain to your kids and to empower your kids that there is no award, there is no family honor, there is nothing that is worth you being victimized. That 
that you get to be a kid and 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 it's just so I wanted to talk I I'm it's it's a hard thing for yeah. me to go through because I, I mean I had a lot of abuse as a kid and I didn't have anyone advocate for me when I was a kid so when I hear about other kids that were being abused and and the the people who were supposed to be there to take care of them and they were supposed to be able to trust so they could just worry about being a fucking kid uh, when they get failed you know that's real personal to me yeah so. How do we as Perverted Podcast encourage, because we got a lot of listeners that got kids, and I've heard some great stories. I have heard some fantastic stories from parents having those age-appropriate conversations with their kids about good touch and bad touch, and how um, to empower their kids that if anything seems weird, because that's a relationship. You can't just have a conversation once with a kid. You have to build a, a respect, a repertoire of respect with your kid that they aren't going to feel guilted and shamed if they come and say something weird is happening. Well, I, I, w- I saw a great article about this, and it was a conversation that a woman had to another woman at a daycare. Her child picked up her toy, told the kid no, that he didn't want to play with that toy, and went and played with the toy by himself. And the mother didn't stop the child from saying no to that kid. He just said that that was an okay moment to say no. He wasn't taking the toy because the kid already had the toy or that kind of improper no moment. I think she was able to tell her kid when is the right time to say no and when is the right time to say no to an adult or or anyone. The ability to say no has been taken away. Like when you said no as a kid, they're like, "Don't you say no? You're right, not allowed yeah, to say yeah. no to an adult." Yeah, go kiss, go yeah. kiss Aunt Bertha, and you know, sit on yeah. Uncle Ed's and now, lap. And exactly. And now, um, I think it's it's much better for you to teach children to say no at the proper times. Um, it happens a lot um, in uh, my friends who happen to be you know black. They teach their kids when to tell police that. You don't have the right to search me. You can't stop me. And that's a lot of things that are being taught to children at a very young age is when to say no to uh, when is the appropriate time to say no. And I think that if more people taught their children that no is okay, I think that these types of uh, situations would be a little bit harder to uh, go on for as long as they do. I think being able to to know when your child said no to somebody and, and believe them. Yeah. And not treat them as a fucking money generating object. Oh yeah, yeah. I um I don't have a very dramatic story because it wasn't a big deal uh, seemingly. But I do. Uh, this is an example of what a difference it can make in one person's life. I uh, was always a a very scared kid, uh, very insecure, mm. and um. Uh, we had my mom. Uh, she was always a, an independent, strong woman. But it wasn't really until we were eleven or twelve when she got divorced that she really found her voice and started um, not giving a fuck what anybody thought and uh, was teaching us that. So um, she stopped not forcing us, but stopped letting others say, go ahead and kiss your Mm, aunt, go ahead and and do that. She started advocating for us. And I always thought, God, that's, that's really cool. And uh, she sat us down once and said, is there anybody who makes you, any adult that makes you feel uncomfortable? And I didn't want to say anything because there was the father of a a school friend of ours that my sister and I and and our cousin always felt uncomfortable around. 
But as a kid, you don't know why. You just know that it makes you feel weird. You don't know how to articulate it. So you doubt yourself. If you can't say the reason that I, I don't like this is because he does this, um, you don't know that it's okay to say, I don't know what it is. I just, it doesn't feel right. But my mom kept pushing us and saying, just, you know, tell me. You don't have to, there's no, no wrong answer here. And we told her that he's, he, he just makes us uncomfortable. He's just, I don't know how to say it, mom. It was a very frustrating conversation mm. because, as I said, I couldn't articulate it. Yeah, you never as been a, in Yeah, that. yeah as a yeah, kid, yeah. You, you aren't really. I, I don't know yeah. what it is that he's doing that's making me feel uncomfortable. To this day, I can't look back and as a kid remember what it is. I just remember the feeling itself. And so she, you know, n- never batted an eye, said, then you don't go anywhere near him. I don't give a fuck what it is that he did or didn't do. All that matters is your feeling. Just stay away from him. And when in these situations, you're to do this. And because we were spending the night over there and we were, you know, hanging out. And she would tell us, if it's, if it's this situation, do this. If it gets really bad, all you do is give me a call. I don't know if she ever had to talk with a guy or not, but I remember that I, it wasn't a, a big deal in the moment. In the moment, all I felt was relief that, oh, I, I'm right. That's bewildering to me. My mom said I was right. So I, it was just a general sense of relief because I didn't have to worry about this one thing because my mom said it was okay to just walk away from something like yeah. that. So it really wasn't until years, years later when I was an adult that I looked back and realized what that moment had done and how my life would be different possibly if she hadn't done that. Uh, and like I said, it's it's not a big explosive thing. It's not like I could say, well, he, he touched my private parts and it made me uncomfortable. And the moment my mom advocated for me, my life changed forever. All I know in looking back is that that was a, a significant moment in my life. Just that one little thing. That was it. That's all it took for my mom to do to po- possibly change the course of my life. Yeah, that's... And I don't think yeah. that's an overly dramatic no. thing to say yeah, because who knows specific instances in my life where it's like that was the moment that I changed. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But I wonder if it goes back to kind of like uh, our more biological, uh, you know, feelings that we get, where if you see, even as a child when you see a dark alleyway, that's our, you know, our our the way we've evolved as humans that there's probably something that's going to eat you in that dark hallway. And maybe that's what you got from this this person. Yeah, I just. I'm not. Ann, Ann, go ahead. Yeah. I think it's so great that your mom also said that you're right because that's a huge thing with teachers in general. Is a lot of um, households you're taught that like your teachers know everything. You always have to believe your teachers. Mm. Yes. And like you know, if you do something wrong at school or like you know your coaches as well. um, Oh Jesus. (laughs) You're sent. Yeah, but like if you do something wrong, then you get in trouble at school, and your parents just believe that, and they like extra punish you. They never really hear. Um, or generally, they never hear a child's a child's side. So believing that your child, you know, at least has a say and like, say, you know, asking them kind of like their side of the story um, and believing that they can be right is such a big thing against a teacher. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and it doesn't mean that you know, kids. It, we're not saying that kids uh, don't misinterpret things, just like adults don't misinterpret things. But if you don't give that kid a chance to speak for themselves mm-hmm. you've invalidated them as a human being and, and they'll never gonna, trust yeah, you again they're going to remember and the that. other thing the most important thing which is just literally my my biggest lesson in humanity um that i try to teach anyone the 
biggest what I experienced in all the people that I've talked to that have been abused and and in myself that this situation occurred is don't ever give a human being 100% trust because you are then committed to looking stupid when they break that trust. And humans are not perfect, so you do not give them perfect trust because what happens is is say you say, well, I trust Kathy 97% with my kids. That that 97% is a fucking A plus sure. in any university on earth. But that 3% gives you the ability to not look stupid when those warning signs come up because that stupidity is what shoves parent after parent after family member into denial because you have now advocated for this. I trust my brother 100%. He would never do this. You have now put that seal so when you find out that you were wrong, your image, your ego, your family has now been altered and it is so much easier to put the blame on the kid because you have now made this bold statement about because let me tell you, somebody's fucking raping someone's kids, somebody's brother, someone's uncle, someone's aunt, somebody in the family is hurting the kids. So if you give everyone 100% trust, you miss all of the warning signs. You go through the rest of your life blind. You don't see when that relative is just maybe a little extra touchy with the kids. It doesn't mean they're a fucking molester or a pedophile, but it means that that's a warning flag and you need to keep your goddamn eye on it. Don't give anyone 100% trust. Anyone is capable of doing something bad or wrong. Please do not. I've heard so many people say that. I trust them 100%. And you've now just committed to never seeing a warning sign. And I've seen it just destroy lives. And I had it. I got all that shit when I was a kid. And, I, and I'm sorry. I got a, no, a, I, little, I, a little pissy about that. I, I, I should gonna, be. <laughs> Yeah, okay. it's that's a, it's, out, a, it's a it's a tough talk, topic, but one we needed to talk about. Is uh, let's just open. I like, how, who's I like how all of our new listeners are like, "What does any of this have to do with kink and BDSM?" Well, well being able I'm, to, it has a I'm, lot. I'm very glad you asked that. I'm glad you asked that because guess <laughs> oh, what? Oh, imaginary listener. <laughs> oh, imaginary listener. Kink and BDSM is not just about hitting and playing and screaming and fucking. Oh shit! It's about the interaction you have with other humans, and the more that you understand about humanity. And the more you understand about your mind and who you are as a person and your challenges and obstacles, the better intimacy you're going to be able to develop through all of these intense yeah. types of plays with your partner. So I because every now and again, we we do a lot of topics that really are not there's no kink involved, but yeah, it's all it's, it's all it's all humanity. Yeah, but and it's reversed, too. I mean, we talk about jealousy with Polly, but that sure. lessons and the stuff that we talked about. They 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 they're good for any issues of jealousy, not just in poly. Yeah, I agree. Sorry for getting all uh, whatever, but all uh, crazy. Just please talk to your kids. Just please don't be afraid, even if it's awkward. There's so many books. There are so many great websites. There's you know, sexplanations and and you know, Doctor Doe and and there's so many outlets for you to get over that awkwardness and build that open relationship, that age-appropriate relationship with your kids, just please, I don't, I don't want them to, yeah. I, don't, I don't want them to lay in the 
fucking Volkswagen with the coach and him trying to teach me how to how to not be ticklish with a boner in my back. Oh. I really I don't I don't want that. I don't okay, that's, I don't. So that's um, horrible. Yeah, I didn't even remember that until like two years ago. I was like, hey, wait, oh. <laughs> all the weird shit that I had in my Boogie, life. That's just <laughs> yeah, but sad. you know what? Talk to your kids because just like Anan said. You have to listen to your coach. Just like all of these fucking, some of these parents probably said, that's your doctor. You got to listen to your doctor. Right. That's your coach. You yeah. got to listen to your coach. Obviously, he maybe does some weird stuff, but you got to listen to him. Right. Yeah, my, no. da- my dad said, uh, let me know if you think they're wrong. Because my dad was a fucking genius, so he, he would know right away, and we trusted him for that. So yeah. if, they, if they're wrong, you know. No <sighs> Interesting. You know what? There's, there's only one, <laughs> there's really only one way that we can deal. How, Boogie? We, the How only are, one way we can get it. jingle? We can, we, uh, uh, no, it's not. It's mm. just. The Champs is what? 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 Holy shit! What the hell was that? That was your jingle. <laughs> that was your jingle that you wanted. No! That if you literally, I can play the phone. This is me proving to you, Kathy, wow. that sometimes the joke that you think is so awesome does not pan. That was you singing in the kitchen. All I in the kitchen when we talked about this segment with it, <laughs> I'm not even just looking. looking at just pure wow. disapproval. <laughs> I think Unger's happy with himself. I held oh up the God. phone and and Kathy's just like literally almost peeing because we're talking <laughs> about this host where the chat room. Now that we have all these chat rooms and Discord and everything, Unger's actually getting topics from people. Unlike um, you and I. Like, no, yeah, <laughs> unlike us and our phone number that nobody calls. <laughs> Butthurt. Not a mod. And, and we're like, oh, okay, and I'll make a jingle. And I'm like, the chat room says what? The chat room says what? The chat room says what? Say what? And Kathy's like, ah, ah, that's the best jingle ever. And I record that exact thing in my phone. Right. And then I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And Kathy's like, you better do it. You better not write a new jingle. So it comes out like that. Wait, it gets better at the end. I wanted her to laugh, so I stuck my finger in her butt. She was singing. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I'm a producer. I'm a method producer. Oh, is that what it is? I am a method producer. <laughs> I could totally hear that stuff. That is hilarious. <laughs> I could totally tell it's them. Yeah. That's very funny. Yeah, was, I'm a method producer. <laughs> did you pull out the maracas? <laughs> I, I did. Just didn't put them in her ass. That's a whole other thing. So there, I don't think that jingle's going to stick. But, but we got a new segment, Unger. Yes, we do, Boogie. Yes, we do. So uh, you came up with Unger. We have you to blame. Of course, you do, and I'm so okay with that. So right. usually during the uh, the chat room during the show, um, people are talking about random Dune buggies and Burt Reynolds and right. and uh, all sorts of stuff. But now that you guys have gone to that next level, to where you actually don't turn off the chat room and people, you have how many people just randomly? So, so oh, just to give you a, an idea of what's going on, last week we had twelve people. 
in this chat community. Okay. Uh, right now we have 40. Dear God. So we've more than tripled in the last week. Mm-hmm. Huh. And the inmates are running the asylum because this <laughs> is a... It's well, out of our hands again, entirely. It, 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 it completely is because we have no control. It is owned and run by fans. Yeah. Right. We have no say. And it's growing and it's getting busier. Not mm-hmm. just not, not only are we getting more people, but the people who are in there are opening up and talking more. Wow, that's right. So now they're basis. actually coming up. You guys are having yeah, I'll, so get, I'll, get, I'll get I'll get I'll get notifications in the middle of the night with someone trying to to ask a question. Yep. Wow. That's right, because people are all over the world. Yeah. You mm-hmm. need to turn that off. Well, I, I I'll turn my I won't hear it, but right. I'll wake up and I'll say, "Oh, someone, you know, someone pinged me in the middle of the night." And it's like, "Oh, well, okay, let's see who it is." And <laughs> so now you have on? you. Uh, we talked about having a segment, so it's like a host topic, except it's for the, chat, the chat room, room. Yeah. and it's a topic you talked, and then we're going to talk yeah. about it. So, what is our first? The chat room says what? <laughs> oh, really quick before before this, a little bit of Discord off Discord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Creepy. Mm-hmm. My name isn't Green. Yeah, I know you asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm the I only one. No, has a name in Green. I, I swear to God, so we are twelve. Funny. No, it's no, like, like it's twelve, not. twelve, you eleven. You'll Emily never understand. Eleven year old. Okay, so let so, us. So the first, the first one comes from Nero. She was. We've talked about her before. She's the one that's in England, so she's asleep. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so she logged into the old chat. Uh, the IRC chat, and when she'd wake up in the morning, she'd read the whole chat log. That's pretty funny. Um, she's just ver- she's very new into the scene, um, and very learning cute. a lot and kind of digging into everything, especially things she hears about on the show. Mm-hmm. And she got into one thing and started watching videos of something, and um, she started having emotional responses. To and the it videos. wasn't just like it wasn't like. Seeing a blood scene, going, oh, I don't like that. It was like a deep emotional response, and she was actually having a reaction and had to like shut it down and back away. Um, and what she said, and and her first co- question was, is this okay? Is this normal, or am I just being was weird? It, was this a positive reaction or a negative reaction? Um, like overall, she was, it was positive actually. Oh, so she was like so into it, she yeah. questioned herself. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, that's uh, really normal. And this is something that she's not involved in. It's, and she was asking, is it normal for to have a really strong reaction to something that you're not, a scene you're not actually involved in? Mm. Now, yes. Th- what she was looking at is kind of my fault because she was looking at hook, pull and hook suspension videos. Mm. And she was seeing them as an art form. Right. And she was actually having a re- a, an emotional response like you would to a really good movie. Or as I told her later in the week, uh, you know, we're like, yes, this happens. This is cool. She actually had to like, she was getting such a response, she had to back away from the internet for a while to calm down because she just kept wanting to see more wow. and getting so deep into it. Um, but um, for you know, one thing I told her is for me, this is this is part of why I go to the opera. I will get a super emotional response that's both good and bad. It may not be the exact response that the opera is trying to get out of me in this particular moment. But it's an art. It's but it's, it's an art, yeah. and I will, I mean, part of, partially if I'm in a dark theater, I don't care how people see me if I'm, if I'm angry or happy or sad or crying because of what's happening on the screen or what's happening in front of me. Um, I'll have that response. Um, Personally, I've had that with kink, but I know other people who have, and now Nira has, and so, and she feels better knowing that she's not weird in this. Yeah, and she didn't have to wait to bring it up part of the week. So that's kind of the cool thing about the chat is we're always there. We're a community of supporting people. So we were wondering if 
you as the hosts have had any incidents like this or have any input on this? You mean just, you mean just some, uh, something, just to be clear, that you weren't anticipating whether it's negative or positive, but no, strong. No, no, no. Yeah. S- strong response and one that you wouldn't expect. Got it. Okay. Because I, I can understand someone seeing a certain type of scene and, and going, no, that's not for me. That's you know that's a kind of a normal response. Right. Uh, I, I think I've caused that creepy more than once. Right. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but 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 an unexpected emotional response. Right. <laughs> and Boogie Go is, is ahead, going Boogie crazy with something. What? <laughs> he didn't raise his hand. <laughs> uh huh. I uh, love uh, this topic. Okay. I love this topic. I love it because it is it is. Well, she's listening. Um, I'm assuming at some point she's, she's yeah, she'll be listening. She's she'll listening. listen tomorrow afternoon. This is such an exciting part of your development because this is you discovering your own humanity and things about yourself because it's a surprise. These reactions are a surprise. That's why you, all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, wait, whoa, whoa, hang on a sec. We have that all the time in the dungeon where people come in and they're like, hey, I'm really curious about it. And then they have like this they didn't expect to have a play scene and, and depend, doesn't even matter what the scene was, but they had that connection and it freaks them the fuck out. Like what did you, what you, like, cause they expected something. Oh, maybe I like a little spanking or I like to give a little spanking or whatever, but they don't understand what happens when your brain opens and you make a connection in your mind and a pathway that you've never made. And that is actually an amazing part of your development. And it is, I mean, good or bad. Yeah. That is, that is your mind actually cracking open and new pathways forming to new parts of your awareness and your identity that you never even knew. And it is, it's not normal. It's not normal unless you're really seeking a broader life. A lot of people go through their whole life and they just, you know, they watch their fucking Walking Dead Netflix and maybe go to an amusement park and travel a little bit, but they don't really allow their mind to open in those ways. And so unless they go to an opera or they, 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 some people will just never find that moment. And so it is so exciting when people find that moment that (laughs) yes, take your step back, take your step back and look at yourself (laughs) Uh-huh. Unfortunately, okay. a lot of people have run away. Well, not everybody they feel, likes that new well, experience. Yeah, they don't yeah, like that intensity because they'll feel guilt. Like I'm a freak. I shouldn't be. Do- I shouldn't like it this much. Obviously, I'm some kind of weird, fucked up, scary person. Which have we you know. ever felt? What was the first time that you ever felt like that in kink? <laughs> an, an intense, an intense reaction that you weren't expecting. Oh, not a. I'm a disgusting uh, freak. Yeah, I've had a. Dark, I've had a yeah. lot of negative. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just had a weird yes, correlation yeah. pop in my head over this. What? Cameron Fry standing in the art museum in Fairfield. Oh, oh, yes. I when love that When they saw scene. Sunday in the Park with George, yeah. Yes. I don't oh, no, that's not right. That's not right. The boating. I think yeah, it's the boating the, part. I think that's, yeah. the, that's, the, that's the play about the art. Yes. Yeah. But but that kind of just could not stop looking away. Yes. Got so involved in this painting even. And, and that's the type of thing that, that Nira, I believe, is kind of experiencing. Right. That's great. I think it's great. Yeah. You're not so a freak. have you ever? <laughs> no. no. I, I've had a lot of strong experiences. That um, you weren't expecting? Uh, that you didn't see coming? I, okay. I, I, did have, uh, I did have a weeping Buddha scene with an ex-girlfriend. And it was here. It was years ago. Um, and 
we were having a funny scene and it was, you know, cause we did a lot of laughter and play and it was going to be intense and there was going to be whatever. And she just started like, I hit her with a cane and it was like an ouchy hit. She'd already had a bunch. She loved canes and I hit her and she just started bawling. And of course I'm like, all right, let's see where this goes. And she just started crying and crying and crying. And, and, and I went and put my hand on her and I said, would you like me to continue? Because I didn't ask if you wanted to stop. I asked if you wanted to continue. And she just said yes. And she kept bawling. And so I said, I'm just going to keep going. And I kept at an even pace. And I just kept that crying going. This went on for like a half hour, 45 minutes. And I said, I'm going to hear about this. Because it, it did not seem like a you broke me or something. Like there was something happening. And it turned out that it was a, what she described as a weeping Buddha scene. Every time I hit her, she was having an experience of something on earth dying. And it, and it was just this incredible, in, in you know, this moment where she just, and it's, they call it the weeping Buddha. That's mm-hmm. when Buddha identifies with the loss and suffering of all things or something like that. And, uh, and to watch that occur and to be a part of that gave me a whole kind of different, point of view of where you can go uh with your mind in 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 this lifestyle because when i came here you spank someone you get horny you fuck that's what i thought it was and so when i started seeing the mind open up like this and i started seeing that deep because i was never you know did a little meditation stuff like that i can't focus for that but to really see people unlock their mind and connect with those parts of themselves in that level that just i was like oh i had no idea (laughs) i had no idea this shit existed creepy anything um i don't think anything like life-changingly awesome i've gotten some very intense you had a tongue in your butthole from a from a hooker somewhere oh no it wasn't a hooker it's my girlfriend oh was it that was pretty intense okay um but uh (laughs) but comma uh, my voyeurism, when I see people doing things that uh, I sh- probably shouldn't be seeing, but I am, really gives me that, holy fuck, what's going on? Like, huh. this is awesome. This is That's cool. Pretty wow. cool. And it's never, It's I don't think it's ever been like life expanding or like, you know, I'm traveling through time and space, but, you know. Yeah. I get that. I get that a lot from music. I yeah, mean, music does it too. Movies, I feel. Yeah, there's, there's definitely there, oh. there are songs that that I uh, yeah, an entire music. path in my life, um, uh, is yeah. yeah is definitely worked out like that. Hmm. So, in other words, you're not crazy. No, no. You're allowed to have strong visceral reactions to things, whether or not, and you may have strong emotional reactions to thing, and that thing may not be the type of play that you should go into you may just have a deep appreciation for that. And that's, that's completely okay too. Yeah. But ultimately if it, there, there is no animal desire that is, is negative. The actions may work out that they aren't positive, but the fact that you have a feeling towards something or that something that maybe is really intense gives you a special feeling. There is nothing innately bad about that. That is just your animal 
making a connection to something. Well, let's not let's not get crazy. There are what? some things that you shouldn't. No, no, no. Say there's a lot okay. of things, <laughs> no. There's a lot of things you shouldn't do, and that's yeah, did I not say the, that? Yeah, you said the yeah. It's yeah. the do, the do part. It's the action that makes you a piece of shit. Yeah, uh, towards something. Oh, we didn't even ask Ungor. He's the one who brought it up. Yes. What is his? Other than opera, was there any? I mean, music will do it, but opera falls under that. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of movies ever that have done that to me. Like Logan's Run? No. Tanya no, Harding. worse. Tanya Harding's Wedding Night video. I used to jerk off to that. I, when was so the, the, I mean, the movie that most messed me up probably ever was The Deer of Life and Death. Um, hmm. If you want to be depressed, watch it. Otherwise, don't. It's not that bad. Thanks for the warning. No, it's it's but it's beautifully shot, yeah. and there's some really intense moments. Wow. Um. So, cool. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. What right. about you, Kathy? Uh, I would say the only time I ever felt that in King when I put was my dick on your elbow. Mm. No, was I expected disgust. So the <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it wasn't an overwhelming, awesome emotion. Oh my yeah. god, that guy's it was dick's expected. On my it was not unexpected. Dick's on if you had my said elbow. to me, Kathy, I'm going to put my dick on your elbow I would have said ew wait I, I did tell you I was going to put and my I dick said, on your elbow because I knew it was going to be oh. can I do it yeah. no but it would give me a life expanding alright go ahead oh dear god I am not watching <laughs> this I'll wait till after the show okay Why? yes actually the first time I was cut ah um I I didn't expect it to feel good and it did Whoa. right but what I didn't expect was how intense it was and how Oh, it's just going to sound so stupid for me to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Cutting open my skin felt like there was a part of me opening up. And it scared the shit out of me, and I didn't understand it, but I couldn't stop it because it felt so good. Wow. Um, And I only ever did it again with one other person, my girlfriend at the time, because to this day I can't do it with anyone that I don't have a very strong, uh, I don't physical relationship with even if it's not sexual, because I feel such a connection with the other person that I can't do it with a stranger or someone that I don't just want to grab onto because it makes me want to just hold on to you and it, while it's happening. It's a, it's a very, I still can't make heads or tails out of it exactly because I only did it twice, but it's, yeah. It'd be interesting if I ever, I've asked Creative Explorer if he would be, he says, I'm sorry, I can't cut you. Yeah. Which would be a shame because that would be really great. But. Well, looks like we've uh, we've uh, run to our time, seeing as everyone's just going to start hey, walking leaving. out in the middle of the fucking show. Wow. <laughs> Not me. Okay. So, uh, well, that, before that before we end, end, Boogie, can I make a quick mention about the Discord chat? Sure, well, sure, sure. A couple things real quick. Again, this is completely run by fans. Um, and, you know, Aki has a lot to do with it, and she's been on the show and stuff. There's another person, Void Blitz. He's kind of like the Tom of the Discord yeah. chat. He's the guy that fixes everything and just steps up <laughs> right, and does right. everything and gets no gets nothing for it. Wow! Um, no, so, I've, so I've, I've talked to him. He's a pretty. Everybody's cool, talking. Yeah. He's a really nice guy, That's much so like cool. Tom. He's a nice guy. He does a lot of work, but he doesn't get anything. So, so he is someone who identifies as a, as a heterosexual male. So, if you're joining and you're female and you you yeah, want to show appreciation, Jesus. let him know. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want uh, access to the Discord because it's it's a really complicated link, um, you can I'll put it on my FetLife, yeah. or you can message Don't me. Don't we we'll, have we'll it in our group? We'll eventually bound it on the yeah, brand we'll new uh, Perverted Podcast website, yes. which we haven't even talked about. No, it's fine. It's brand new Perverted Podcast website. Okay. Perverted so we'll Podcast. 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 Podcast.
Bye. And that is our show. Thank you, Threshold, for providing this perverted playground for us to record in. If you are in the Los Angeles or surrounding area, visit Threshold.org. Find out about joining your kinky family. Thank you to everybody in the Love Lab tonight, especially to Unger and everybody in the chat room. Holy Woo! shit. Too creepy for jumping into the guest host chair. Yeah. Yeah. And and Three lovely ladies. Why do you have a weird look on your face, Boogie? Oh, three lovely ladies who are here, especially with all the purple hair. Woo! What? what? If you have questions, comments, or ideas, <laughs> email us at pervertedpodcast.com and visit perverted. You know what? I keep forgetting to write down the fucking phone number. Oh, all right, sorry. News. Visit Discord, whatever, on our Where'd it go? perverted podcast page in FetLife. <laughs> or please, to make Boogie happy, call us on our new phone. Leave a message. Leave God a message. Leave something interesting. Do we have just a weird. recording? Does it huh? say, is it you saying? No, no, it's just his Google voice leaves, leaves a message or whatever. Oh, you can't record a, a re- I will just put the message up. Hey, we'll be back for show yeah. 141. This next song is a classic <laughs> boogie comedy, <laughs> Dr. Procto, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace out. Well, I went to get a physical, and what I got was a big surprise. See, apparently the doctor wanted to see a little bit more than my ears and throat and eyes. He said, I think we'll check your sphincter. Could you kindly drop your jeans? And then I'll be danged if that doc didn't whip out a jar of Vaseline. Huh? Please, Dr. Procto, I don't mean to make a fuss. But I must insist I'd rather not have your finger up my butt. I'm really feeling healthy and my colon's doing fine. So please take off those rubber gloves and get your hands off my behind. Well, this just got awkward. I said, hey there, Doc. I do believe there's a few morals here that I need to assert. See, before anybody touches me in quite that area, I get dinner and a movie first. He said, son, don't be a pansy. I'm a doctor. I've been doing this for years. I said, then why don't you let me bend you over that table over there and cram my fist right up your rear? He didn't like that. Please, Dr. Brocko, I don't mean to make a fuss. But I must insist I'd rather not have your finger up my butt. I'm really feeling healthy and my colon's doing fine. So please take off those rubber gloves and get your hands off my behind! Yeah. Oh, run away, the doctor's a perv, hi! Well, old Doc got a little impatient and pressed a little buzzer on over to his right. And in came two humongous male nurses who forced me to comply. I said, don't touch me there. I haven't showered. I'll fart on your finger! No, no, let go of me. Don't touch my ass. Don't no, pull back. Oh, shit. What is that, lube? Oh, just... Well, I guess you know what happened after that. There is no need for a description. I want to know what sick frickin' puppy thought of this perverse method of modern medicine. Well, it wasn't all that bad, but... You know, one thing still scrapes my chalk. What? For the past three hours now, 
My butthole still whistles when I walk. Please, Dr. Proctor, I don't mean to make a fuss. But I must insist I'd rather not have your finger up my butt. I'm really feeling healthy and my colon's doing fine. So please take off those rubber gloves and get your hands off my behind. Ow! God, I feel squishy.